a Monday morning, and you know what that means, dreamers. Welcome back. Coming to you from the isolation station of love, it's me, it's me, it's the D.O.Z., landing the Dawes Dome, bringing you another episode of Dawes Does Disney. Hopefully you had a great week, and we're going to kick this week off right with a brand new episode of Dawes Does Disney. But no, this is no ordinary episode of Dawes Does Disney. And no, it has nothing to do with the fact that I am solo. Once again, this, my friends, the lovely listener, is a very special episode of Dawes Does Disney because y'all get to drive this boat. Y'all get to drive this proverbial monorail because myself and my co-host Steffers, over the last month, six weeks, we've been peppering y'all with some questions. We want to get your opinions on some stuff that relates to the House of the Mouse down in Orlando, Florida, Walt Disney World, and all of the parks that it encompasses. And we are going to be reading off your answers. We've asked you four questions over this time period, and those four questions are in no particular order. If you could bring back an extinct Disney attraction from the dead, what would it be and why? Is there a movie or a series that you thought was great, but you never got around to see it until Disney Plus came around? What attraction in the Walt Disney World Resort would you like to see an overlay applied to and why? Now, if you don't know what we're talking about, think what they're doing out on the left coast. We're talking doing Soarin' Over California for a limited run over the Disneyland version of Soarin', or more accurately, the California Adventure version of Soren at Disneyland, or what they do around Christmas time when it comes to A Nightmare Before Christmas and The Haunted Mansion. And then finally, the question that really kind of kicked all of this off, what character and or park icon would you want to see as a popcorn bucket and or a sipper? And more accurately, I did throw in a meet and greet option as well, so we're going to take that monster of a question and roll it into one. So we're going to kick off our answers with this question. Now, you might be saying to yourself, self, didn't Landon and Steffers kind of already pay this one off? Well, first of all, self, that's a great catch. Some of these answers we have read on previous podcasts, but some people didn't get their answer in by the time Steffers and I first recorded when we read off these answers. Plus, you know, I did throw this question out again, and I want to get as many answers in on this episode as possible. This is the fun V when it comes to Disney podcasts. I just want everybody to have fun, you know, because at the end of the day, we're talking about an amusement park and it's, you know, fun to talk about amusement parks or rather it should be fun to talk about amusement parks, but to kick us off. I think this might actually be my mom's favorite member of the Dawes Nation. You remember when we were trying to do Dawes Nation? We were trying to make Dawes Nation a thing. And much like Fetch, we were told to stop making Dawes Nation a thing. It's Kevin. Kevin wants to get a cronk, either popcorn bucket, sipper, or meet and greet. Kevin doesn't specify, but I know Kevin loves him some Emperor's New Groove, much like myself loves some Emperor's New Groove. So I'm going to answer Kevin once all of the above. And I think any representation of the Emperor's New Groove in the parks past what we have, which is really not much, I think that would be an improvement. So great answer from Kevin. 
Next up is going to be part of our world. And they got Wally, of course, from the Pixar movie Up. Okay, Wally isn't from Up. Wally is from Pixar's Wally. Uh, I think that would be a great meet and greet. I think that would also be a pretty killer popcorn bucket option, too, because, I mean, if you just look at Wally, has kind of the boxy body, you could reach into Wally and, you know, eat the popcorn. They're reaching into the inside of Wally to eat popcorn. That's, that's, that's kind of dark, but, you know. If you think about it, Wally itself is kind of a dark movie. Um, uh, anyway, I like the answer. Next up is friend of the show, Jocelyn, Disney Gratitude. Uh, go follow her on Twitter. Uh, the Gratitude has a one at the end instead of the E. Jocelyn throwing up an image of Hercules from the movie Hercules. Uh, I would love a Herc meet and greet. I would love some more representation of Hercules in the parks. I do think that is one of those movies that is gaining more popularity in recent years. And I do think Disney Plus does help with that. Great answer from Jocelyn from a great friend of the show. Next up, it's going to be Old Man Frank from Dillo's Diz. Be sure to go Follow them on a Twitter at Dillo's Diz and subscribe to their podcast. They do a pretty, pretty, pretty good job on uh, Dillo's Diz. New episodes every Thursday in all caps. I want to eat popcorn out of the top of the Dreamfinders top hat. Frank, I love that idea. Maybe don't scream it at me. I'm, I'm, I'm right here, friend. Right here. I agree with you. No need to scream. And that would be more representation of Figment and any representation of the Dreamfinder in what I'm assuming would be Epcot because that wouldn't make much sense to put the Dream Fighters top hat in like, say, Animal Kingdom or something like that. And as we've seen from the Figment popcorn bucket, there is an audience for Figment and I'm willing to bet if there's an audience for Figment, there would be an audience for Figment's friend in the Dream Finder. And, uh, you know, nostalgia sells. And uh, the Dream Finder, hell of some Disney nostalgia right there. Next up, we got Ryan who weighs in. Popcorn Bucket, he wants anger from Inside Out or Animal from the Muppets. Love those ideas. I think anger, you could, again, going back to Wally, uh, eat out of the top of his head. <laughs> what a weird sentence to say. Uh, yeah, you could like uh, just pour the popcorn into the top of anger's head and just go to town. Animal, I think, would be a more interesting popcorn bucket but then again if you'd have told me uh figment would make a uh, good popcorn bucket i would have uh, questioned that but you know here we are we live in a world where people waited in line for hours for a figment popcorn bucket and then for the meet and greet ryan wants some three caballeros wants han solo and then Fozzie Bear telling jokes. I love all of those options. Big fan of the three caballeros. You could put it outside the Mexico Pavilion. Maybe even upgrade the Donald meet and greet. Have his other two caballero friends join him. That could be a killer meet and greet. Uh, Han Solo, kind of surprised that we never got a meet and greet for Han, whether it be at the docking bay options before Galaxy's Edge opened in Hollywood studio. And now, I mean, I know they want to say that Batu is its own standalone thing and they don't want characters outside of Chewbacca wandering around from the original trilogy, but 
I don't know, I think it'd be kind of cool to have a Han Solo wandering around with Rey and Chewie, but you know, then you're mixing the timelines, but at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's an amusement park. Just give the people what they want. And then of course, hashtag save the Muppets. I am pro more representation of the Muppets in the parks. Next up is going to be Sabra. Now, thing you need to know about Sabra, Goofy is her dude. So the default answer for Sabra is going to be Goofy. And in this instance, Goofy is the answer from Sabra. And I'm going to assume that it is all of the above. Sabra wants a Goofy popcorn bucket. Sabra wants a Goofy sipper. And Sabra wants a Goofy meet and greet. The good news is, Sabra, there are times of the year where you can meet Goofy. uh, And he will sometimes be wearing festive costumes. So good news for you on that situation then we got Jin who wants to weigh in mr toad i talked about how uh, Dreamfinder is a hell of a uh, piece of disney nostalgia mr toad that is some more disney nostalgia and Jin doesn't specify whether we're talking popcorn bucket or meet and greet i think that would be a pretty killer meet and greet personally and would also give a tip of the cap to some of the older No, older is the wrong word. More vintage Disney park going fans. And then uh, Emily got at Steffers on Instagram. Get at Adventures with Steffers on Instagram, not Avengers with Steffers. Emily says, I'm just getting a chance to listen to podcast 16 of Does Does Disney, but the popcorn bucket I want and I think needs to happen are all of the park icons from each park. She wants Cinderella's castle representing the Magic Kingdom. She wants the Epcot ball, Spaceship Earth representing Epcot. She wants the Tree of Life representing the Animal Kingdom. How awesome would that be? And then Hollywood Studios. She wants Tower of Terror as a popcorn bucket. Emily, I think those would make amazing popcorn buckets. How cool would those be? And I would buy every single one of them to proudly display around my condo, you know, because that's exactly what I need. Another piece of plastic to sit and collect dust uh, and then pretend that I'll get around to dusting it. Uh, Donna, number one fan of the show, weighs in. She wants a popcorn bucket of the Mark Twain. How awesome would that be? That big, giant boat full of popcorn. Okay, not the actual giant... You know what? The actual giant boat itself, full of popcorn. You would have so much popcorn, you would be sick of popcorn by the time you finished. It also probably wouldn't be sanitary, but I love that idea. That would be so cool. And that is kind of an icon of the Magic Kingdom in and of itself. I think that would be a top-notch popcorn bucket. Then Nate weighs in, Mr. Toad Sipper. How cool is that? You can get a frozen drink and then get a ice-swirling brain freeze. Perfect for your Mr. Toad Sipper. And uh, it could be a premium uh, sipper. Uh, Put some batteries in it and get the uh, swirling eyes itself. Uh, Chris weighs in on the popcorn bucket conversation. How about Baymax from Big Hero 6? I love that. Big Hero 6 would be... Big Hero 6 is a top-notch Disney movie. Doesn't get a lot of representation in the park. Has some meet and greets here or there, uh, but would love to see some more representation of it in the park. And I think a popcorn bucket of Baymax, either in his hero armor or out of his hero armor, would be awesome. And then Paul weighs in a Big Al 
or Dapper Dan's popcorn bucket would be cool. And if you go the Dapper Dan route, you can get them in the different colors of the Dapper Dan. You could collect the whole set. Oh man, you could definitely collect the whole set. And people like me would also definitely collect the whole set. All right, next question I want to jump to. What attraction in the Walt Disney World Resort would you like to see an overlay applied to and why would you like to see that overlay? Friend of the show, Lewis, at Disney Pick-A-Day on Twitter, 100% want to see a Christmas and other holiday overlay of Toy Story Mania and or Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. These should be changeable at all times. 100% agree with you on that lewis how cool would it be around christmas time especially on toy story mania you, you see the characters with santa hats on there's snow on some of the targets uh you're shooting around christmas trees and stuff like that i think that would be super awesome he also goes on to say that soren also could do about 30 segments randomized i think that would be very cool take a page out of the star tours playbook where you can get on star tours five times and five times you're going to have in theory a different experience every time i think that would be cool don't know how logistically possible it would be but dang would that be awesome right next up we got chris who says when it comes to overlays he would love to see big hero six with an overlay on Journey Into Your Imagination with Figment. They both have a theme of inventions and science. I think that would be really cool. And plus, it would also mean Disney is showing love to Journey Into Imagination with Figment, which, I mean, thumbs up. Yay, y'all remember it exists. That's, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Next up is Paul. Go into the Haunted Mansion with an overlay, but it's not... Not, not the Muppets, which we've heard before. And it's not a Nightmare Before Christmas, which we've seen on the left coast. Paul wants to see a Coco overlay. I think that would be incredible. Great answer, Paul. And then I guess I never really gave my answer for this uh, question on the podcast. Um, this isn't necessarily my favorite Disney IP, but I think... For the ride that I want to see an overlay on, I think it would be a pretty seamless integration. And I don't want this to be a permanent thing. What about a Cars overlay on Test Track? Eh. I think, you that. I think it could be cool. Or, you know, just go back to original Test Track and use the uh, Crash Test Dummies. I think, uh, I think that'd be neat. But uh, yeah, that is, uh, I guess, where I'd go. Could be neat. Could not be neat. Tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, I want to talk about series or movies that you ended up liking, but you never got around to it until Disney Plus came out, came around. Uh, speaking of cars, Chris weighs in. That's going to end up being his answer, the Cars series. Just for whatever reason, never got around to it, but when he has access to the entire Disney catalog, Cars is what jumped off the uh, page and I guess onto the track for him. So uh, thank you for that answer, uh, Chris. Donna, friend of the show, number one fan of the show, wants to weigh in the Jeff Goldblum series. Loves 
the show finds it funny and smart. I've only seen a couple episodes of the Jeff Goldblum series, but what I have seen, I do agree, find it funny and smart. Particularly the episode, I believe it was the first episode where he kind of exposed, well, exposed has a negative connotation, but really showed the whole world of, uh, of sneakers and the secondary market and what some people will spend for sneakers. I mean, we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. I remember at one point they had to turn the camera off because of how much money was getting ready to change hands over one pair of sneakers. Still just mind boggling. But Donna's answer is the Jeff Goldblum series. Check it out. And I do believe it's uh, coming back for another, uh, for a new season on Disney Plus. And plus, it's Jeff Goldblum. What's not to like? And then finally, the question of if you could bring back an extinct Disney attraction from the dead, what would it be and why? This answer got some very interesting responses. And it got some interesting people to respond, particularly from my job. First up, one of my coworkers, Bob Thomas, he asked the question, do they still have Soren? Because that was very cool. Good news, Bob. They do still have Soren, and it is also very cool. Now, fun fact about Bob, you might have seen him in episodes of Friday Night Lights. And if you're a fan of Lizzie McGuire, you might be familiar with his son's work. Jake Thomas is the brother of Lizzie. So, uh, fun fact. There you go. And Bob also has very admirably filled in for my host, Phil Williams, whenever he has gone out on vacation. Uh, so uh, be sure and check that out whenever Phil is out. Bob Thomas, very talented guy, friend of uh, not only this show, friend of the Phil show as well. Going from one Bob that I work to to another Bob that I work to. It's Bob Yarborough. He says uh, 10,000 leagues under the sea. And then he comes back with 20,000 leagues under the sea, even better. Yes, Bob, I do agree. 20,000 leagues under the sea is even better than 10,000. It's actually 10,000 more better than put 10,000 leagues under the sea. And also 20,000 leagues under the sea was an attraction at Walt Disney World. Um, I really enjoyed 20,000 leagues under the sea. That was one of those Disney attractions that stood with me for years. The scene where a barracuda gets right up in the glass gets right up on the glass of the porthole uh for whatever reason stuck with me and terrified little landon speaking of terrifying landon well not little landon but you know big landon extraterrestrial alien encounter that's going to be the answer from twitter user at tennessee country living uh she wants to see that brought back um she wasn't the only one that wants to see it brought back from the dead um you might remember in a previous iteration of this podcast, and it was called the Monday Morning Monorail, we did a Disney deep dive on the extraterrestrial attraction. And I talked about how that attraction literally scared me. And I was like in my mid, or I was in my late teens, maybe 20 years old at that point, scared the bejesus out of me. But like I did mention, she wasn't the only one that wanted to mention extraterrestrial alien encounter. Nate wanted to mention it. He does mention it is cliche, but he did love the ride. It didn't fit into Walt Disney World 
So instead, bring back the ride to hell, and that is Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Yes, because what fits in better to the most magical place on earth than a ride to hell? Though I'm sure parents out there have looked at the bill that you rack up after going down to the most magical place on earth and thinking, yep, this totally does fit a ride to hell. Then this was one completely off the beaten path, surprised me. Chris answers the sum of all thrills. I remember one of those Walt Disney World trip planner videos showed a ride to build your own roller coaster. The sum of all thrills. Chris completely caught me off guard with that answer. Great answer. Then follows it up. The great movie ride would be my second choice because it's a tour of classic movies. Hard to find fault in mentioning the great movie ride. I do like me some uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, but man, I do miss me the great movie ride that was just a fantastic classic Disney attraction. Friend of the show, Skipper Bob, staying in, hashtag always MGM, mentions the full backlot tour. Back in the day, in the original iteration, this attraction took nearly an hour to complete, sometimes more. So, I mean, this was a commitment of time to complete the full backlot tour. Skipper Bob goes on to say, the houses, the cars, oversized props, the warehouse, and of course, Catastrophe Canyon. That is what stands out to Skipper Bob, why he would bring back the full backlot tour. Also, it took up a lot of real estate in hashtag always MGM. Tony, the Disney dad from Disney Discussion, wants to throw in his vote of Horizon. Watching the videos, it just looks like a Disney masterpiece. That was one of the most fun I had discussing on Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes on the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Uh, that was, that was, I mean, prime Epcot, some, uh, edutainment as it were back in the day really hate that it is no longer around to i guess take in and enjoy donna this is another vote for mr toad and also another vote for the great movie ride paul wants to weigh in if he can get greedy and take more than one of course you can paul i'm gonna let you get greedy epcot of the late 80s dream flight and the keel boats provided that they are made to capsize okay paul i regret letting you get greedy the <laughs> no no that's fine love the answers uh, appreciate you participating and then next up we got huntsman I went on Horizon when I was about five years old and barely remember anything except being afraid of falling off of the ride and into the sun. It was so real. I really wish I could experience it again. And also second extraterrestrial. That was badass. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Even though it did scare me, it was kind of a very unique, unforgettable attraction experience. I think that's it. Did I miss any? I'm terrified that I missed some. So if I did miss out on your answer, first of all, I apologize. And if I did miss out on your answer, get at me on Twitter at Dawes Does Disney. Get at me on my personal account at L-A-N-D-O-Z. Let me know that I missed out on your answer and I'll get it on next week's episode. When I talk about what I did this past week in the most magical place on earth, what I did on my most recent trip down to Walt Disney World, 
I'll be able to give you some of my initial thoughts of the brand new 2022 iteration of the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival because uh, that w that started last week, runs through July 4th. So if you do have a trip down to Epcot planned, I can give you at least what I thought of it. Uh, I'm sure it's awesome because, you know, it's a festival that takes place in Epcot and those are always awesome. Um, uh, and Steffers will probably be back. And once again, she can tell us how Universal is so much better than Disney and you again can get angry and send me uh, those angry messages. So <laughs> I look forward to that. Uh, speaking of Steffers, follow her at Asian Zing 95 on Twitter, you know, the awesome Buffalo Wild Wing sauce that she is. Be sure and subscribe to her podcast. That's Adventures with Steffers, aka Avengers with Steffers. Wherever you get your podcast, uh, you know, search Adventures with Steffers. I need to emphasize that. She always gets angry at me whenever I don't emphasize that it's actually Adventures with Steffers, not Avengers with Steffers. Um, uh, Follow me on Twitter, L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me, 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also appear on the Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI radio station, locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com. Also available in the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk 987 app as well. Um, uh... Yeah, this was this was fun, y'all. Thank y'all so much for every one of your answers. And uh, thank y'all so much for every one of your downloads. Uh, it means a lot to me. Thank you for giving me your time every week to talk about something as fun and something as goofy, no pun intended, gahorsh, about news coming out of an amusement park that's run by a mouse. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's kind of silly to talk about, but at the same time, it makes me happy. I hope it makes y'all happy, and I appreciate you coming along for the ride. But uh, in the meantime, thank a cast member. Thank a team member. Disney and Universal. Pay your cast members and pay your team members a living wage. They are what makes the magic work. We all get excited going down to your parks. I'm currently in Epcot right now, the day this podcast drops. How awesome is that? I'm talking to you from Inside the World Showcase. Yeah, but you know what? As excited as I am to be there, I am excited that your cast members make the magic happen. I'm excited that your cast members make the cogs in this machine turn. So take care of them because they take care of us. And speaking of taking care, take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health. Because in this day and age, your mental health just as important as your physical health. And be decent to each other. You don't know what everybody else is going through. And it costs you nothing to be kind and decent to each other. You don't know what a small, kind gesture can do to your neighbor. So that's what I implore to you. This week, be nice. Be decent. To borrow a phrase from, uh, from a friend of the show... Be excellent to each other. So hopefully we'll see you back here next week. But if we don't, thanks for coming along for the ride. You've been great. We've been Dawes Does Disney.
you know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was Love of the Mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything up. I just always wanted to say that. Yeah.